Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Nerd Pot Generations, episode 34? 33. 33, because we didn't, we, we. Oh, that's right. We did skip a week. We had a windstorm here last week. Yeah, it was uh, It was going to blow Steve clear across the the county. Yeah. So, uh, we decided not to I don't want to get blown by anything, but, you know, I'm okay. Um, but, yeah, I thought I'd start with a blue joke. It's been a little while. Here we go. Um, so yeah, so it was a weird week. Yeah. It was a lot going on. It was crazy. It was very crazy. But, you know, folks, we might not record every week, but when we do record, it's gold. Yeah. So episode 33. It is episode 33. Yeah. Of NerdPod Generations. Once again, I am Steve Taylor, as always, here with Al Jessam. Hello, sir. Hello, friends and enemies. How you been, bud? I'm good. And we yeah. have we now have one for every year of my life. There you go. There we go. We got to get like 30 more, and then yeah. we'll be on mine. We'll and, be awesome. And to a degree, they kind of reflect that, in that the first few are kind of like getting there, not really getting there. And then, uh, you found your legs. Yeah. And then the adult one is just me ranting about Spider-Man, which is right. equally argued. <laughs> that's just normal. Yeah. That's, that's it. just life. That's, that's my life. That's who I am. So, you know, so there's a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. We got lots to talk about. So we, we are going to, as always, first off, you can find us, um, Apple podcast, Spotify, anchor, pretty much whatever podcast side of your choice. Uh, if you is first time listening, please go back and uh, listen to our back catalog. We got a lot of gold, a lot of great episodes. Um, and if um, you do enjoy what you hear, please tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a family member, tell a dog, tell a bird, tell anybody. And uh, we, we really want to get our, our listenership up because we love doing this. And yeah. we want other people to hear it because yeah. we think it's great. It'd be cool if it wasn't just for us. Exactly. Like right now it's for us and that's all it needs to be, but it'd be yeah. cool. It'd be cool. There's a couple people. There's a few people. We got There's some fans. In there. I, I intentionally do not go back and listen to the show once I publish it mm-hmm. i'll listen to the the um, raw file that you send me yeah because i don't want to skew the download mm. numbers yeah and so i'm hoping like all right it's gonna and it, it's been going up a little bit can i just say yes spotify pulled the meanest trick on me what they do so you know how they have their year-end wrap-up where like they send you all of your your fought your 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 oh, yes. of everything that you've listened to and what i got listen to the most so they said that the podcast I listened to the most was our podcast. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. And then they were like, nah. And they flipped it to a different one, my brother, my brother, and me. And I was like, well, thanks. Oh, that Real cool was of a you. douche move. Thank you. No, no, really. That's a douche move. <laughs> yeah. All the money they got. I know. Gotcha. <laughs> well, folks, we got a big week. We got a big week. So we're going to start off with our what have we been watching, playing, reading, and then we're going to go into our uh, discussion on Hawkeye episode three. No, episode four and five. Yes, it is four and five. It's four and five. And then we're going to have our um, continue our holiday movie review. Yes. Which I have a different one than I had told you because I had two in mind leading up to Christmas. <laughs> I just watched Fat Man today. Well, but the one that connects to it and i am going to mention fat man because i'm going to talk about scrooged okay which has a connection in my opinion to fat man Uh uh-huh and then we can kind of talk about fat man a little bit too because of the connection i'm going to talk about fat man just because i literally just watched it it's kind of crazy isn't it i was sitting there like man i got i i have a bunch of stuff i have to get through yeah but like what's what's one thing that i can get through while i'm doing other stuff and fat man was the thing 
And now we're not. No, we're going to talk no, we're about Fat Man. Because, like I said, and you'll understand why when I talk about Scrooge, what, in my opinion, connects to Fat Man. Yeah. Because there's a, a pretty solid connection. Is it the postal system? No. Do they have the same weird logo that's not the actual no. logo of the postal system? It's not directly connected, but okay. indirectly, there's a connection, gotcha. in my opinion. Okay, so this is my surprise to you. Yes. So, what have you been watching, reading, playing? Yes, yes. Last night I watched Venom Let There Be Carnage. Oh God, oh no. Oh God, oh no. Okay. Oh God, oh no. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. How bad? How bad? It is a flaming pile of dog shit. I knew it. I, now, I here's knew the it. here's the one positive. Okay. The CGI is a thousand times better. Cool. The black Which, thing is still black and Well, no, no, no. But the thing is, is like you see Venom in like bright light. Mm-hmm. In like, oh, that's right, because he goes to a club. Well, the club it's still kind of dark, but like in Eddie's apartment, Venom comes out and it's like lit up really well, and it looked great. Mm-hmm. Like the CGI looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. The writing in this movie is atrocious. Was so bad. It, the story is so bad. Oh my god! And um, it the big first thing for me. Okay. Okay. Woody Harrelson is like in his sixties now. I'm pretty sure. He's getting up there. It's He's late way 50s too old to be 60s. playing Cletus Cassidy. Well, they show... It was like they do a flashback and when he's in Juvenile Hall in like 98. It was like... Tw- or 96 or something. It was like 25 years before this. And, and him and his girl are in Juvenile Hall. And I'm like, Woody Harrelson's like 60. No, get out of here. Even if he's 20 in there, that makes him 45. He's freaking way older than that. He- I- played an old man for which there is no country back in 2007. He yes. was one of the old men. Yes. In 2000, get out of here. And he was bullshit. a 20-plus-year-old bartender in 1980s in Cheers. Yeah. So it's like, that right there, I was like, what the hell is this? That's you so stupid. You morons, you fucked it up. And then, this whole thing with the symbiote suit, in this this new canonical thing with Venom and how it's going to connect to the MCU and all that, is that what is it? Tell me what it is. Well, no, it's I mean it's kind of in the trailer where he bites Eddie Brock and gets some of his blood, and some of the symbiote gets in, in him, and it turns into which is stupid and makes no sense. But okay, sure, why not? And it's like I don't quite. And then it's it's got its own consciousness. Of course it does, because it's supposed to. But it's supposed to be so like Cletus that they form one individual. Yeah. But you can't do that because we didn't do that with Eddie yeah. to set it up precursorly how different the two beings are while sharing the same body. Yeah. We didn't do that because we turned it into a rom-com. And they turn, well, and that's the thing. Because we got to do Venom Odd went, Couple with these idiots. There, no! Don't do Odd Couple with Venom! It, don't do it! There is... Then, folks, everything is spoilers on the show. Of course, okay? yeah. We only do tangents and spoilers. Cool. Yes. There's... And it's. I think this was also given away in the trailer. There's a part where Venom leaves Eddie. Yeah. And goes off on his own. Yeah. And he's jumping from person to person. And each person he connects to dies. Because they can't take it. And they played it off as like comic relief. Oh, there goes another one. It's like you killed like six people. Innocent human beings are dying, dropping like leaves. And they're completely making a joke of it. Which is like, that doesn't quite go with the tone that you're trying to set. It's so bad. And it's, I'll be honest. I started watching it at like 1030 last night. Wide awake. 
there were three times I had to rewind it because I fell asleep. Yeah. That's how bad it was. And I really, and we talked about this, I wanted to like it because I love Tom Hardy. I love how he plays Eddie Brock. And I love Andy Serkis. Yeah. So I really wanted to like this movie. And it is pure shit. It looked like hot trash. It really is. From Jump. And, like, I didn't like the first Venom for many reasons. Yes. Not the least of which being the the story itself is stupid. Mm -hmm. And also the symbiote calls itself Venom. No. You fucking douchebags. Venom is when Eddie and the symbiote combine. That is Venom. That individual is Venom. The symbiote is not Venom. On its own, it is not Venom. Anyway, there's many reasons I don't like the first one. and You will hate. I can't. I know already that I will not be able to watch this movie because it will just make me. I'm not even a huge Venom devotee. I think Venom, if done well, is an incredible story. And that there's a very good way to do that character with or without Peter Parker. He's enhanced by the inclusion of Peter Parker. He is not necessarily tied to Peter Parker. Yes. But the story as a whole would be much better if it took place 10 years in the future and the symbiote had already been attached to Peter at some point and was now coming to Eddie. And we can just figure out the math on it later. And that way you can do whatever you want outside of the Marvel system, but you can also have futuristic technology and not have it cross over with Marvel too badly because now the movie takes place in 2035 or whatever. There's ways to do it. This wasn't it. And then they doubled down on it. And then they tripled down on it by making it PG-13. And it's just like, my God, yeah. you guys so suck bad. at this. How bad and they did are you at this? One of the worst little like wink and a nod towards Spider-Man where Cletus is writing a postcard to Eddie and a spider walks on it and he's like, ew, and slaps it and then eats it. And then Eddie gets the postcard and sees the spider guts and went, ew. It's like, dude, really? That's what you're going to use as you're like winking and nod towards, hey, this was originally a Spider-Man canonical thing. So tell me, do they leave any crumbs that kind of tie it to the MCU? Yes. What do they leave? The post credit scene is Eddie Brock and Venom, once the multiverse opens, which Doctor Strange does, I think everybody knows that, it's not spoiling the new Spider-Man, he gets yanked into that universe, and it's, he gets, like, he's there, and he sees J. Jonah Jameson talking about Spider-Man. Oh. Um, what's his face? Uh, J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons. Oh, wow, okay. I might look that up, because that might be worth watching. Not really? I'll tell you why it won't be. Yeah. Because I, and once again, I'm not going to tell you what it is, Uh but I did look up the spoilers to the new Spider-Man and they touch on that at the, in the credits, they like go to that again. And what it was is so fucking stupid that I was like, I, I, it just, I got to get the full experience now. I got to look up the scene. I got to come into Spider-Man. Because, oh listen, I am not looking forward to this at all. Like, at all. Yeah. Even people who I respect, movie reviewers who I respect, who my respect kind of dwindles because they liked Homecoming, even they were like, man, the first half of this movie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just in here like, okay, so even the people that liked the first two. Yeah. Are kind of like, ooh, I don't know about this first half. The second half is great, but oh, the first half. The last one 
the first three quarters of it were terrible. Oh, they were awful. <laughs> Nearly unwatchable. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until the reveal and the departure of Peter Parker as the, the carrier, the man burdened not with destiny, but with big glasses. This man has never been burdened with destiny a no. day in his life. And God, I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's the one I don't despise. Anyway. We'll talk about something that I do want to talk about that's Spider-Man related. Oh, yes. Across the Spider-Verse. Dude. Who's ready? Who's ready? Who's ready? Oh, we're going to get a good Spider-Man movie next year. I'm excited. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Oh, baby, baby, baby. I'm so ready for a good Spider-Man movie because I trust these guys. I trust these guys. Oh, yeah. With like... All of my everything, all of my my nostalgia nerd credit with Spider-Man, I'm like, you guys got it. Because mm. you won me over with the Chris Pine Spider-Man before we even got into the rest of the Spider-Man. The initial Spider-Man in Miles' universe is played by Chris Pine. Oh, that's right. And he's, before he's killed off, just his everything. Yeah. You got me with the Comics Code Authority at the beginning of the movie. That was the moment I was like, this is going to be fucking tight as hell. And it's so good. And so now Cross the Spider-Verse is coming. I'm very curious. I'm pumped to see Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. I'm so excited to get some Alchemex going. I want to hear what's going on with 2099. I want to see where he fits in with this. And I want to see if this is, you know, the Spider-Geddon. Or not, it's, uh, I don't think it's Spider-Geddon. Um, but, uh, Spider-Aclipse? No, it's yeah. uh there is a there's a story called Spider Geddon. But um I'm trying to think of what they are called. I can never remember cuz they're terrible. Yeah. But what makes me kind of frustrated about the Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse it's like you know the animation is amazing, yeah. but it's not anything super technical that couldn't have been done 10 years ago. Why wasn't this done sooner these movies? Mm-hmm. Like and why is it that it takes for both Marvel not counting the TV shows, which once again are awesome, but both Marvel and DC, their animated films are so spot on. Yeah. But then the live action ones, they have to deviate so much from it. I just don't get that. It's like you have an audience now. You can do these proper stories. Yeah. You can do that. But, I mean... Thank God they're still doing the animated ones like Spider-Verse because if it wasn't for that, I like I've told you before, I have zero interest in seeing a superhero Marvel movie. Period. Yeah. Or DC. Zero interest. I don't even know what the next technical Marvel movie. I guess it's Doctor Strange. May 2022, but yeah. I, there might be one before that, but I think that's I like think there the is big one, one coming that. up. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I'm not even as much as I love Mahershala Ali, I'm not even looking forward to Blade because it's going to be PG-13. Yeah. And I have such fond memories of the Wesley Snipe rated R Blade movies. They should, I agree with you 100%, they should just allow the adult audience in. Just do it. Just make make things for the adult audience and say, kids, when you're older, <laughs> you can enjoy this yeah. part. And we won't talk about anything too deep and canonical. And when we do, it'll be online. And also, who the fuck are we kidding you can watch this online anyway if you wanted to. Yes. If if a ten year old really wanted to, they could find this movie online. But and like the like these TV shows, take Wandavision and, and even take Hawkeye. These are not made for kids. No. Nope. No kid is watching that. I mean, it's got 
real acting. It's got like dramatic storylines. It doesn't have a bunch of superhero stuff going on. It's not really made for kids. It just just doesn't have swearing or anything like as, that. As someone who barely made it through the first few episodes in WandaVision, I wonder how many kids tapped. Oh, a like, ton. I can't imagine any kids yeah. watching that. Like, I can only imagine that they got through the first episode and they were like, that's it? And then they got through yeah. the second episode and they were like, that's it? And then well, they got even, through the third episode like and they were the like... Falcon and Winter Soldier. That starts slow. Same with Loki. Yeah. All their... Like, they're all story building in their early episodes. And not only that, but like they're... I, specifically with WandaVision, I'm thinking about how like the the general tone and style of the show is yes. aimed at adults in particular because adults are going to be more knowledgeable about what they're referencing in those first few episodes and be more tolerant mm. of kind of sitting through that plotting mm. aspect of the story. Um, and I think the same is true. Like Falcon Winter Soldier is like Winter Soldier the movie. They're both these spy dramas. Yes, you know, they, I want them to do a rated r movie for the movies that deserve to be rated r you don't need to make a yeah, doctor stranger spider-man rated is r Deadpool. that's the only one we know that they guarantee that's because be people rated would r. riot oh yeah no they it, i don't think riot. i'll be honest i don't think ryan reynolds would do it if it was pg-13 no i think he would say and no. if he left nobody would follow no there's no one no one would there's truly him. no one that could play that character no that's it yeah. it's done until he crowns his successor there is not going to be another yeah. deadpool um Unless you count Nolan North. He does a pretty good Deadpool, but he does voice acting. He does voice acting. So, But, I mean, he's a lot like I mean, he's a lot like uh, all the original Avengers. I yeah. mean, you, okay, I'm not going to say that because you do have a new Captain America. Thor's still in it. Hawkeye's still in it. Thor's about to be not replaced. I don't want to say that either. Yeah. There's going to be Thor, the, the Jane Foster Thor. Yes. As opposed yes. to... Female Thor. Yeah. Um, and then you, you look at um, Hulk is still in it. Um, Black Widow's dead, but her sister's obviously taking over. Black a new Black Widow. The only person that they're never going to be able to replace is Tony Stark, unless they have his daughter. But still, it's not Tony Stark. Like you could not put another actress Tony Stark. No, no, no. The same way that you couldn't have another actor play Steve Rogers. Exactly. If Steve came back, he wouldn't. Nobody else could no play him. Um, same as with, we as in, we kind of found out. Yeah. With what if? I love Josh Keaton. I love him. Not as good. No. Good. Not, not as, as good. good. But like you're saying, the Wade Wilson thing, It's you can't have another Wade Wilson. No. It's him. It's him. It's, it's Ryan Reynolds. He what? put his stamp on it back in yep. 09 when he showed up with his stupid helicopter swords. And even then, I remember going to comic book clubs and having people be like, yeah, but he was still the best part of that movie. And I was like... But like he has cemented himself... Yeah. In that role. Like, when he's done acting, that character's done. Yeah. Just animated. I mean, I I, I don't even know. At, at some point, he's going to age out of it. Well, know? he's taking a break now. He's taking a couple years off. Yeah. Which I'm assuming, because he said they are in the process of writing it, I'm assuming he's going to do, like, like, maybe still working on script and stuff for it, but just not acting. Yeah. And that's going to be his next movie back. I would have loved to have seen Deadpool in What If. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would have been amazing. Oh my god! More than Mephisto. More like than that's else. one of the ones they could do a full movie. Deadpool. Oh, what if? Oh my god! You could do Deadpool kills the Marvel yeah. Universe as an animated movie. Do you know what this is? A massive tangent that we've been on. We were talking about across the Spider Verse. I was going to bring up the Inheritors and Morlun. Go back. We're going. We're rewinding the last like fifteen minutes. Go right back to what you were talking about. Okay. 
what I'm curious about with Across the Spider-Verse is whether this is going to be... I looked it up. It is just called Spider-Verse. Yes. So that's why I was confused. But the original Spider-Verse story, which is a group of, hang in there with me, interdimensional vampires, hang in there with me, who have a giant web of destiny, hang in there with me, which is controlled by a giant spider of destiny, hang in there with me, and they're going through the different universes killing Spider-Men. So all the Spider-Men have to come together and fight the Inheritors. Is that what this is going to be? I don't know. Hmm. Um, that storyline is ridiculous, as is clear by the uh, pre- the preface I just gave. Um, but I'm excited to see Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what other Spider-Men we're going to bring in here. I want to... Oh, I'm so curious. They got to bring Peter Porker back. Oh, they, I bet. I, they got to have him back. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet they're going to bring all of them back. See, I don't know if I necessarily want all of them back. Which one are you thinking? I just well, we already know Spider Gwen's going to be in it because yeah. she was in the trailer. She's acting weird. She is acting weird, and I like how they made them both older. Oh yeah, I'm glad that this takes That's place awesome. a little bit after yeah. the first. Because if one. they were both still kids, it would have been, but like they're both older. Yeah. But I just like I, I guess I wouldn't mind it if they brought them all back, but it just would seem like an unnecessary member berry to be like, oh, remember these were all in the first one? Let's bring them all back for the second one. It's like. Maybe you don't need to bring them all back. Maybe if it is just a focused story on him and with him and Gwen, mm-hmm. you know, that I'd be okay yeah. with. I, I'm going to guess, off the top of my head, we're going to have 2099. Mm. We're going to have Peter Porker because he was a success. I wouldn't be surprised if Spider Noir comes back as well. There is something that would make you upset. He's going to be played by Nick Cage again? No. Supposedly, there have been conversations between Tom Holland and them about his Spider-Man in animated form with him voicing it. But I'm just saying, if you... He's not, I can see you sitting in the theater going, I love it, I love it! And then you hear his voice and just go, No! I'm like punching the wall. I just like, I... <laughs> it's so funny. I don't want to hate Tom Holland. I know. I don't want to hate him. Because it's not him, it's the writing. It's, well... Making... Well, no, because I think he could play the smart Peter Parker, but they do make him a stupid kid. Yeah. And it's really the writing that screwed it up. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to believe. In the same way, in the exact same way that I want to believe that Tobey Maguire, if given the right writing, could play a good Spider-Man and Peter Parker. As opposed to kind of oscillating yes. or not really achieving either effectively. He's too meek as Peter Parker. He's way too meek as Spider-Man. Yeah, see, and what I've seen from McGuire, I don't think he has the kind of wisecracking personality that... He pulls off that line against Randy Savage. Yeah, but just that's one line in like the three movies. All the other ones No, I'm but like, that's what I'm saying is that if, in the same way that true. you're saying, if they made the writing better... That is true. Because I agree with you, there is no banter. No. Those first three movies. It's a desert. There are more women screaming than there are yeah. funny lines in those movies. Which, by the way, one of the things I hate about Raimi 2 is how often it cuts to a woman screaming directly in camera. Did yes. you notice this? Oh, on yes. Your, yeah. It's intolerable. Go back and watch that movie. It's over 20 times that yeah. the camera will just turn to a woman and she will turn to camera and scream directly into camera, 1950s style, gripping her face. And I'm just like, this sucks <laughs> so yeah, bad. Um, I, I like the movie, but They've not man, it hasn't well. aged well. They have not aged well. There's there's aspects of it that have aged well. There's aspects of it that have not aged well. Mm. Um, but I, I digress. I do think that Superior Spider-Man will be in Across the Spider-Verse. I hope not. 
I don't like Superior Spider-Man. This is the Spider-Man where it's Otto Octavius has mm. taken over Peter Parker's body, and Peter is dead because he deleted his brain out of his own brain, I guess, and just kind of overrode his brain with mm-hmm. Octavius's brain. But now, would they use the female Doc Ock like they had in the first one, or would they actually? I think introduce... that they would have a different Doc Ock. I think that they would do it the same way they did it in the comics, which is that it's already happened. Gotcha. So it's just one of the Spider-Men that you pick up is the superior Spider-Man who is, he has all the intelligence and none of the morality and he's not hung up on how he does things. See, okay. I would be okay with it if they got Alfred Molina to voice it. That'd be interesting, but he would still have to sound like Peter Parker because he's not Doc Ock. He's Peter Parker. No, but he's Otto Octavius. No, I understand. Yeah. I just like, I don't know that his voice coming out of it would be Well, that's true. Unless he's older. They make it the older version. But again, it's still Peter Parker's body. It's yeah. not Otto Octavius's body. That's so true. It's like... That's true. Anyway, I'm I'm very curious. I'm extremely excited. I'm I'm very ready. It looks amazing. To see where we go from here. Because I loved literally everything but one aspect of the first one and the one aspect is just me being a super nitpicky person mm. over spider-man noir this, uncle I ben know, gets eaten I by know. the vulture we can't have this come on speaking of which if you ever get a chance i to look it up there's a new movie coming out and i cannot remember the name where nick cage plays the nick unbearable cage. weight of yes! talent Yes. That looks amazing. Looks I saw the trailer. I was dying. It looks incredible. And I thought about Spider-Man Noir yeah. when you were talking when yeah. I was watching it. Well, this is why I don't like him in Spider-Man yeah. Noir. Oh, God. I would – we'll get to Fat Man. I would rather have Mel Gibson, and I don't like Mel Gibson at all. But his voice would lead better to the yeah. noir feeling That's true. than Nick Cage does. And I don't like Mel Gibson. That's true. Cards on the table. I really don't like Mel Gibson. It was one of my issues with Fat Man was that it made me like Mel Gibson, and I don't want to like Mel Gibson. Yeah. So, do you want to get to it? Do you want to start on Hawkeye? Oh, Have we been talking about other stuff enough? Because we're talking about well, we're talking about superhero stuff we like. Yes. So that's oh, a I got, transition. I got a. I got an even better one. What's up? You know my issue with um, Spider-Man calling. Tony, Mr. Stark, and how I want him to call him boss, mm-hmm. much to Tony's chagrin. What are they doing in Hawkeye? Kate calls Clint boss. boss. Come on, guys. Yep. Let's go. But that goes into the whole writing thing to where they make him, you know, even though he's already fought in Civil War and has had the, the first um, two Spider- or the first Spider-Man movie in Infinity War and Endgame and then... Um, Spider-Man Far From Home, he's, he's still, still saying, oh, Mr. Stark. How is he still a baby? How is he still a baby? How is still he a baby. still a baby? We have an entire episode about this, but I just, I can't, yeah. I can't not. This is, I've recently discovered, quick tangent, I've recently discovered that there are several metaphorical palantirs mm-hmm. in my life where there, there are these flaming hot coals that I desperately want to hold and look into and get angry at. <laughs> and this is one of them. Well, and I and I was reading something about, talking about, okay, this is a tangent, we'll get the Hawkeye, I promise. The reason why Raimi didn't have Peter Parker create his own webbings is he thought since he was a kid, he wasn't smart enough to do it. Dumbass, that's the point. But then here's the thing. They make him smart enough with Tom Holland, but then they make him an idiot with everything else. And it's like, okay, it, you took the one thing that Raimi said he wasn't going to be smart enough. You make him smart enough, but then you make him an idiot and everything and else. Literally every other capacity. 
That's what blows my mind. Literally like, ever. He's smart enough to create this un- where Tony Stark is like impressive. Yeah. For him to say impressive, obviously this kid is a genius, but then he's an idiot. He's happened upon this um, science miracle. Yes. Which could, I've heard this argument before and I kind of like it, so I'm going to you know use it here. He could completely revolutionize law enforcement. It's a completely oh, yeah. non-lethal substance that immediately um binds yeah a, a a a person and there's no waste because it dissolves it dissolves in, in like an hour two or three hours yeah so it's like peter patent it oh please yeah. <laughs> but like anyway that that's an entire yeah. different thing but this idiot this this child i hate him yes I, I it's it's not necessarily tom holland but he doesn't help and you know i just i guess we're gonna find out in uncharted if he's a good actor I'm I not guess, even. I don't even want to I guess talk about that. I guess that's shit. what's gonna happen. Nope. Because uh, that's coming right up. We're I gonna... am with Uncharted movie, like you are with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I adore the Uncharted video game series, and when I saw the casting of him and then Mark Wahlberg, I was like, nope. I there can... are a thousand actors that would do a better job in both roles than those two. Yeah. And that movie is set up to be a money-making Indiana Jones clone. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going. I don't think it's going to make money. Unless, well, so here's the thing. If it crashes and burns like Assassin's Creed did, yes. right? If it does an Assassin's Creed where it's just like, bam, it's just no one goes, no one cares, and word of mouth is, this thing sucks, and oh, what's this, the fans? The fans aren't pleased with your adaptation, and it tanks. What an idea! You wanna, you wanna do something that the fans are gonna like, otherwise your property is gonna tank. So we're gonna see where this comes out on that. But like, there's enough background of the Resident Evil movies, the Monster Hunter movie, Assassin Creed with a big name actor, Michael Fassbender, and uh, Maria Catra. Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. Um, there's already a track record yeah. where anyone in their right mind would be like, obviously fans don't like it when you deviate too far or your casting is horrible. You'd think, right? But, okay. And I'm not even, okay. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake isn't even my biggest problem. It's Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. That I, is. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake is unbelievable in the extreme. Oh no. It's unbelievable and it's horrible. But you could they want to step worse by making Mark Wahlberg Sully. Like if you look at those if you look at those games, like you could maybe one in a million close your eyes and picture Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. No. Zero out of a million. Doctor Strange could sit there and look at his fourteen million variables in Infinity War. Not one of them has Mark Wahlberg as Sully. No. Not one. You could find a homeless man off the street who would do a better job. I of that think character. they're dead even. See, this is my thing. I'm not a fan, but I think they're dead even. And this has nothing to do with Spider-Man. I, I don't hate Tom Holland because I just don't have faith in Tom Holland. Yeah. Let me put it this way: I don't have faith in Tom Holland. I have no animosity towards Tom Holland. I'm not sitting here hoping that he fails. Well, I've, here's where I will make fun of his stupid turtleneck that he's been walking around in. Where he looks he like look Steve Jobs. Yeah. He looks like a stupid Steve Jobs. He does Job. look like Steve Jobs. But that's another thing. See, well, here's the thing, though. And this is where I, I, once again, I could see him in that role. Because this is where the writing in it is going off the rails in that Uncharted movie. Another tangent here, folks. We are we are um, nerd pod generation tangents is what we're called. Yeah. Um, the movie was supposed to be the 
the beginning of the third movie or third game, not not third game. Was it the fourth game or third? Third. I don't. Know, I think it's the third game where they have a young Nathan Drake when he meets Sully. Mm-hmm. That's what the premise originally was, which Tom Holland then would fit as that young Drake because he actually kind of looked like the young Drake in the game. Taller. Not not for young Drake. Not for you. And that's but I'm the talking about later on. He's going well, to need to be problem. taller. Then they have him in the outfit as older Drake. Yeah. And it's like, no. That's where they lost me. It's like, if this was an origin story and you had him as young Drake, and then like a few years from now, if it's successful and he's gotten older, maybe gotten a little taller, maybe. And I mean, no, I know he's in his 20s now, so he's not going to get not any, taller. any taller. But that's where it was like, okay. Him and Daniel Radcliffe need to study the Tom Cruise approach to short man acting. Because I don't know, Radcliffe is doing pretty good still. He hasn't no, really they're great. Yeah. They look incredibly diminutive whenever they're on screen. Yeah. They look tiny. And I'm not saying that that's in any way a problem, but if you're gonna play somebody like Nathan Drake, yeah. one of the things that you can't be is tiny. tiny. So if you want to do this, do it Tom Cruise style where it's close-ups and he's on a box so that they at least look about the same yep. height. Because when you watch Mission Impossible Fallout, him and Henry Cavill are not the same height. Nope. But in that movie, they kind of appear to be the same height. Do better. Do something. Yeah. Because this Same is with Stallone. Working. They used to shoot up the camera, made him look taller. And yeah. then I'll never forget, there was a movie with Sharon Stone. I think it's called The Professional or Professionals. Mm-hmm. And they're in the shower together, and she's like four feet taller than him. And I was like, okay, this is just weird, man. His hair, luckily he still had the poofy hair, so it made him the same height. Yeah. All right, so we're off that tangent. We got to talk about we Hawkeye. We got to talk about okay. Hawkeye because Hawkeye, Kingpin's okay. back. Here's the thing. Kingpin's back. Hawkeye, episode four and five, we agreed on this. Episode four was good, but it has nothing really memorable compared to five, so we're pretty much going to skip over there's, four. There's literally nothing to talk yeah, he about. Tells, he tells Kate that he's Ronan. That's she it. finds that out, that's pretty much it. That's it. Okay. And then there's the fight at the end, and oh, look, Yelena's here. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's get on to the, the good stuff, because... Episode it. five. Yes. Now, once again, every Marvel TV show, episode five is the... Epi- typically, they go six episodes, so episode five is the one before the finale. It's usually when they have the big reveals. And this one... Don't they go like eight? I thought I thought Winter Soldier was eight. I think that one might have went long, but this... Um, I believe WandaVision went six. WandaVision and Loki were both like six or seven. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's the fifth episode is usually crazy. Mm-hmm. And once again, we talked about this. That opening. Yeah. The cold open is so good. Where Yelena gets snapped and then immediately comes back. And as she's coming back, the room around her changes... I thought that was one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. The way seen. that they do it where she's about to wash her face. So she like goes up and like her hands start falling apart as she's gathering yes. water. And then dusts as she goes to, to yes. wash her face. And then she comes back and then the room changes. Yes. Oh, it's, oh, it's so cool. And it's something that we haven't gotten to see yet. But it's talked about endlessly because it's like the thing that happened. Yes. You know. And it's, and it's true because... The snap, it they didn't die. They just were snapped out of existence. So she literally thought she was in the bathroom for five seconds. Yeah. To her, it was five seconds. To her, it was five seconds. To her, she went in, washed her face, came back out. Yeah. Or went in, washed her face, thought she was having an acid trip, and then came back yeah. out. That was such a brilliant way to start oh, that up. so good. I still have... This is my one, one of my few complaints about the series so far. What the fuck happened to Kate in the snap? Tell me. I need to know. 
I, I, even yeah. if it's that she got snapped, I am happy to accept that reality. I am more than happy to accept that reality. Fucking tell me, because I don't want to assume it anymore. What happened to her and her mom? This stuff is kind of important. Yeah. It kind of is the whole body of the show. I am kind of curious about that. And I'm wondering if that's going to come into context. Because, okay. So, going off of what you're saying, I'm going to talk about something at the end to go off of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if the whole, maybe Kate did get snapped, which caused her mom to turn bad. And that's how she got connected with the Kingpin. You know, that's a solid theory. That's a solid theory. Because why else would all of it, like her mom is normal Mm -hmm. when the first Avengers happens and then all of a sudden she's working with Kingpin. Well, she's extremely rich and powerful. They were already rich and powerful. They were well. They, they were rich, but weren't they hurting for money? They were. Um, oh, that's right. He was talking about he was, hurting for money. Yeah, they yeah. were like maybe going to lose the building yeah, and like all that have stuff. To sell their penthouse yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Which makes me think that something happened. Maybe Kate. Maybe Kate did get snapped, and that's why her. And so I'm wondering in this final episode if they're going to bring that up. I don't know. Is this the final episode? Do we have confirmation? They, on I I heard from many sources that this next episode's the final episode. All right. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because I need more. <laughs> There's not. Well, I'm hoping here. it's like a two-hour episode. <laughs> it better be, but it's not gonna be. It's gonna at best, I it's gonna know. be forty minutes. At best, it's gonna yeah. be forty-five minutes, maybe fifty-five. I don't know. Maybe Disney will get their head out of their ass and do something proper and make know. it a proper because everything they've set up, they need time. Right. This is yeah. the thing is that I don't think that they actually have unless time they to have this. it set up to be a cliffhanger and definitely a season two. Yeah. Which I hope so because I'll be honest. I absolutely love this series. Yeah. Absolutely well, love this series. What do you know? <laughs> Hawkeye and New York. It's a winning combination. And it's it's not only that. It's Jenner, Jeremy Renner, who's a fantastic... And we talked to us, so he's a fantastic actor, and he's getting to act. Yeah. And Haley Steinfeld... Also a fantastic actor. Knocking actress. it out of the park. Yeah. Absolutely knocking it out of the park. They have a ridiculous cast. Yeah. And it's... Everybody's doing great. Yeah. And... Well, the interaction, once again, we talked about this earlier also, the interaction between her and Yelena, where Yelena meets her at her apartment, and they're talking about mac and cheese. Yeah. And this is the thing that pisses me off about Marvel movies. This show has humorous moments, but they're not stupid comedic moments. We don't have to stop everything so we can have a yes! joke. Yes! Because it got really serious here for a second, so we better have some humor. Because, like, the banter between Yelena and Kate Bishop is humorous but it's not like oh my god corny jokes or any and it has the seriousness mixed in and it's like that's how you do it there's an element of it that's funny because she keeps calling her kate kate bishop yes and there's an element of it that's funny because it's undermining your expectation which is that she's this black widow spy but she's eating mac and cheese and talking about going to see the empire state building that is how you, that's all you need. And then they you don't tied need that, stupid jokes. They tied that Kate Bishop in with one of my favorite lines, where she goes, do you keep calling me Kate Bishop to prove to me that you know who I am? She's yeah. like, yes. yes. That is the best! Yes. Like, the little smile on her face. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest oh, thing ever. Oh God, it's so good. It was so good. I and was then so even, impressed. Even the um, tracksuit mafia, when they're in the truck, talking about different... Different people that have worn tracksuits track in movies. It was funny, but it's not like a corny... And it didn't go on too long. Exactly. It went on long enough. It was to the point where I was like, okay, where are we going with this? And then the arrow came in. Yes. And I was like, okay, thank God. Something's happening. And it's they've set these guys up enough that it's a conversation you believe they would be having. Absolutely. 
It's not like an out of the realm of possibility. It's not anything stupid. These guys would be talking like this. My continued note is that they don't say bro enough. They need to say bro. Yeah. 900 times more than they say bro. The whole joke about trust a bro movers, it doesn't work if they don't constantly say yeah, bro. I can see that. So you got to say bro all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, I will say I like this series a lot. Yes. And I'm, I'm deeply enjoying it, and it is revitalizing certain aspects of Hawkeye for me. As I continue to read the comics, first and foremost, I have a correction I need to make before okay. I forget. I was an idiot, and I said that him losing his hearing is not canonical. No, no, no. More on me. I am an idiot. In the comics, there's an entire comic book that's written in ASL uh, because he's losing his hearing. Nice. So I'm an idiot. I found that out literally five minutes after I finished editing. I was going through and I was reading someone. I was like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> so, um, but that being said, um, I, I like my Clint Barton to not have his life together. And this Clint Barton is just a little too mannered. You know, it's like there's this yeah. great scene in a comic where he is – the, the idea with Clint in the comics is that he's barely holding his own life together. Mm -hmm. And he's such a mess that it's comical. It's outrageous how much of a mess he is. How much of a mess is he? He's so much of a mess that his belt broke, so he's wearing sweatpants. But the sweatpants are too big, so they keep falling down. So when he's carrying a bunch of groceries home and the tracksuits jump him and tell him to get in a van, his pants fall down. Where is that? That's yeah. what I want. That's that's the kind of thing I want a Clint who has no capability to run his mm -hmm. life and yet is just kind of muddling through and figuring yeah. it out. And that's not what this is. And so I, I find that frustrating. But again, here's the thing. I'm always going to find this frustrating yeah. because it's never going to be what I want, which is that. Because but that was never the character that they were doing. in a more dramatic turn in this because in this – his life really is falling apart. There was one moment where I finally said, oh, this works as a Hawkeye moment. Mm. And it was when he was on his the phone with his wife and he was talking about making sure that they were, they were never far enough away. Mm -hmm. And he was going to end this once and for all. And I was like, this is it. This is how Hawkeye would approach it if he had a family and kids. Yeah. He would never get to the point where he could have a family and kids because he can't get his life together. But if he did, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what it would look like. And so, like, I I deeply appreciate certain aspects of this show. I like it a lot. I like that we're getting to see some cool Hawkeye stuff. I'm getting to we're getting to see Hawkeye kick ass and take mm -hmm. names, and I'm liking all of that. Oh my god! Oh, and that fight with Echo. That fight with so Echo is so good. Uh, so good. But, and I do love how they've they've taken his hearing loss and they've. Put it in some dramatic scenes, but they haven't used it as a gimmick. Yeah. Like we're talking about in this episode where he takes his hearing aid out. So he, the noise of New York City has gone so he can have a heart to heart with Natasha when he's mm -hmm. looking at the sign, you know, as if he was standing at her grave. Yeah. That was such a brilliant thing, but it wasn't like I bet there's a lot of people that didn't even think about what he was doing. Yeah. But then when you really think about it, it's like, oh, he really wanted to just be alone with his thoughts. Well, and there's like the moment when he comes back. I got super excited when he pings the apartment bell and Grills answers. And he's like, Grills. I was like, oh, Grills? 
Is this going to go somewhere? No, Grills is just the name of the LARPer. But Grills is one of the tenants. From his building. In the building. And I got really excited that he actually did have a building in Brooklyn. I got, <gasps> no. That got pulled out from under me But it, it, I did find it interesting that that's how they're working in that character. Yeah. You know, it's it's a different take on the character, it's but it's fine. still it's fine. I don't have any issue with it. It's not it's not the, the use of the character that I draw problems with. It's just the use of Hawkeye as a whole. Yeah. If you used Hawkeye better, everything else would be raised. So everything that's good would be great. Everything that's great would be incredible. This this series to me is in my in in my thinking, Marvel trying to redeem Hawkeye to you. <laughs> Every time I watch an episode, because of how well... Until you well, put the circus of crime in I know, the I know, show, I know, it's I know. not going to happen. There's no way they're going to please you 100%. I know, because but all like, you have to do is put the circus of, the way, the circus of crime. The I little, the little things Trisha. with Hawkeye. I would settle for a mention yeah, of Barney Barton. Come on! But then, every time I I see Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, and I'm like, hell's got to be smiling. Yeah. Because they so nailed her. They so nailed her. And she is so effing good. Yeah. And you can tell that now that Barton knows that her mom is working with Kingpin, this whole you can't do it anymore is out the window because he can't tell her to go home. You'll be safe. I hope the moment of, did you know about this? Blah, blah, blah. How deep does this go? Where did you, are you working with your mom? I hope that is like a flash I don't, pan. I don't see that. I hope that's thing. not like a big part of the plot. Because just the, her expression when she sees it yeah. and him seeing that, I highly that, doubt he'll ever even question it. The fact that she brought it, it to him. So. Yes. I highly doubt he'll ever question yeah. that. But, like, I do, going back to Renner and, mm. and his acting, the moment when he just starts falling asleep on the couch, like, immediately after Grills yes. is like, yeah, you can stay here. He's like, okay, cool. He's about to show him the, yeah. the uniform, which yeah. everyone wants. And then I they're like, dying. No. It's not going to have the cowl. And I'm angry about that. Well, I you really already know what it's going to look like because just the it. insignia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just that they have it on the home screen. That's they what I mean. It. The home screen insignia yeah. with, yeah, that's yeah. them in the uniform. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the costume. So I'm just sitting here like, but but could we? But see, here's the thing. I and want I, the scale mail armor with the headpiece and the H. I want, give me the H see, beanie. Give me the H beanie. This is where and you and, and I disagree away. on this. And it's the whole reason why I'm so glad they never pulled the old school Wolverine outfit. Some parts of of the uniforms are so fucking stupid. You're wrong. That if I saw him in that, he would never. How great, in reality have how that. great? No. How great was the the moment in Luke Cage where he breaks out of prison and he's wearing his retro costume and so he has the manacles and he has the headpiece and he has the, okay. the yellow suit. There's how great difference. was that? There's Come a difference. On. Because what that was was part of like him being tortured. That was that was like, oh, this is the uniform now. That's totally different than somebody wearing a big purple. I want with the H on it. This is what they nope. said about Scarlet Witch. They said this about Scarlet Witch. Wanda herself, Liz Olson, said, "I am glad that I never had to wear the ridiculous crown." To which I argue, um, no, actually, you're wrong. You got to do it. And you got to do it well. But not if they her. Do it well. The costume people have to do it well. Because you look at Cap in Avengers versus Cap in oh Avengers Age of Ultron. But you look at those two. The Avengers Age of Ultron costume is actually really good. Yes. It's really good. But the Avengers one is more canonical. 
No, it's not. It would be more canonical if it had the actual wingtips. The wings on the And head, it had yes. the scale male armor, and he had the big flappy boots. Okay, that would be canonical. Yeah. This was, was some awful. stupid... It was so bad. It was a Phil Coulson wet dream so bad. in a motorcycle costume. It was yeah. bad, bad, bad. I'm not... But, like, remember in... First Avenger, he shows up oh in the God. costume. That uniform was amazing. Not the first one he had, the the one he had like towards the end. But of the... isn't it great to see him in the original no. costume, even because they just play a it as a joke? But that's fine. I'm not saying you have no, to take it no, seriously. I'm but saying... it, I think it would take away from the tone of this show right now to have him in that. I want him to at least be given a headpiece that he looks at and puts on and looks in the mirror and says no and takes off and puts it away. But you know why I don't think they would do that? Because they've already done that in a deleted scene from the Wolverine. That when, doesn't count. No, no, no. But it's it's still... That has I, nothing to do with anything. And also that costume could have worked. That costume looked badass. The costume from... Maybe it was from Apocalypse. I can't remember which one it was. But the one with the brown and yellow... One that was in the, the, the briefcase. Have you seen this picture? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have looked fucking No, because the headpiece would have looked stupid. No, wouldn't yes, I bet you dumb. money right now. See, I have no problem with costumes. It's the helmet or headpieces that I have problems with. See, but if you do it well, look at The Flash. The Flash on TV. Did you make it to season five? Yes. He had an awful costume in yes. season five. And it was because they messed with the headpiece. Yes. If you get the headpiece right... It makes everything else Like, work. the costume in the movies is terrible. Which, for whom? The like Ezra Miller ones. I like the I the like satellite the, the satellite material Flash. I like the, it's like season two or season three of the Flash TV show. Oh, that one's perfect. Perfect. That one is perfect. That's, and it's like, it's, it's more in line with like, it's a simple thing to make. It doesn't look yeah. like it's a very difficult thing. It doesn't look like it's a transformer. Like, first time I saw Ezra Miller's suit, I'm like, is he going to transform into like a lightning bolt or something? Like, yeah. It looks like it's a robotic, and I, I didn't like that. I like that they, the thing that I like about it is that they tell us it's made out of satellite material. I, can I think see, that's yeah. cool as hell. I could see. And so that aspect of it, I'm like, okay, because of that, it's going to look layered. It's going to look blocky. Okay. And it's a suit of armor and it's made out of satellite material so it can withstand the force of nature that he is. And that's one of my, re- that's one of the things that I'm kind of disappointed that there isn't going to be another Justice League. Because I, I would like to have seen if he continued to team with Batman, like Batman doing what a Tony Stark did with Spider-Man's outfit making him like the proper flash uniform and being like, all right, this one is actually <laughs> this fits in a ring. Yeah. Fits in a ring. Oh dude. <laughs> See now that yeah, that would be something if it right? fits in the ring. <laughs> Spring loaded. <laughs> but see, what I'd be afraid about if it was in a ring, it would be like as much as I love the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, that it would definitely be that. horrible. Yeah. And it would be like pajamas. It would be that. Because there's actually a, a the screen test that Henry Cavill did for Superman, he put on the Christopher Reeve uniform. And he said he goes, this is like wearing pajamas. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And they showed a picture. I'm like, okay. Well, you look does. at you look at uh, Adam West in the Batman, oh the 60s Batman. It's it ridiculous. It's horrible. It's ludicrous. It's, it's so, so silly. Horrible. It's so bad. Um, no, you got you to get it right. Yes. You got to get the lines right. You got to break it up. I think of it like an NFL uniform. You got to get the right areas blocked off so that I you agree. can delineate between the sections of the body so you can see what's happening. Mm. You got to use colors that help bring out each section 
You got to pattern it in a way that's pleasing to the mm-hmm. eye. You got to make it out of material that's fun to look at, but also looks sci-fi-ish because it has to have some kind of futuristic quality. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Spider-Man, in which case, if it's your first costume, it's got to be either great or super low class. Like that was one of the only things in Homecoming that if he had worn that or not Homecoming, uh, Civil War. If he had worn the Homecoming, the original costume for the entirety of Homecoming, I think that movie would be a million times better. Yeah, because it would suddenly solve all the problems of that movie. Yeah, because he wouldn't have the stupid suit, which is literally the, the it's Iron Man's. Well, it's not only that; it's it's the basis of everything that happens in the plot. Yeah. It's because of the suit. So get rid of that. Have him just wear cotton clothes. That was clothes. always one of my biggest problems because the one thing I loved about the comic book is it was just a suit. It's just a suit. It didn't have it's all the this It's the man inside of it. Exactly. That's why I say this man has never been burdened with destiny because he's never been burdened with destiny. Well, and that's the thing. If you make him a moron child, you need to put a supercomputer in a suit. Exactly. He's incapable of being Spider-Man because he's too dumb. Yeah. Kid lost five backpacks. <laughs> You're still alive. All right, we can't get on Spider-Man. Okay, so we loved Hawkeye. We cannot wait for Kingpin. I'm super pumped to see if what we're going to do with Kingpin. I, I, This makes it so Daredevil is somewhere yes. in the universe. And I think Charlie Cox is almost certainly, because he keeps on, Kevin Feige keeps bringing up Charlie Cox yeah. or answering questions about Charlie Cox. So I'm almost certain he's going to show up in Far From Homecoming. And then not <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things like the trailer that we're all like oh this is gonna happen oh my god i can't wait for this moment and then it doesn't show up and you're just like yeah. what the fuck why wasn't charlie cox in this movie and it's like nobody told you he was gonna be in the movie you just you yeah. believe like i'm wanted. almost wondering if there's maybe a small cameo of him in this final episode of hawkeye i was really hoping so there might be i was thinking about i it. just can't wait to see kingpin i, was I cannot wait it. to see vincent d'onofrio i cannot wait to hear his voice before we move on yes you have to tell me the stupid thing you told me about bobby morris okay it's not stupid it is a stupid it's thing. not stupid it is a stupid thing it is it makes sense in it doesn't make sense for my argument for my argument that they are course correcting a character they threw away in the beginning because they didn't think... Explain your argument okay. for the audience. Explain your argument for the audience. My argument is, she is actually... She being Hawkeye's wife. Hawkeye's wife is actually um, Mockingbird. Bobby Morris Mockingbird. Bobby Morris Mockingbird. The reason why I think this... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would make sense of the family thing because they were married in the comic books. They were. They didn't have a family, nope. but they were married. They were married for a long time. She did leave Shield to become a civilian. I believe that's in point, the comic books. Though she did come back into service. she did come back. But yes, at some she point did she leave. did leave the life. Yes. Um, she once again in Age of Ultron, super comfortable with Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. Even though Natasha Romanoff is a cold-blooded murderer. And she's like super close, super tight, super okay. Which, if you're a civilian woman, regardless of who your husband is, still might freak you out a little bit. Might be a little like, I don't know if I want her around my kids. But if you're used to that life, there is the joke that Tony Stark says, oh, I thought you were an agent. Or you're an agent or whatever. Yeah, is she an agent? Is she an agent? Um, in the S.H.I.E.L.D. series, or in the, not the S.H.I.E.L.D. series, in this series, Hawkeye, it just stri- started to strike me weird where he's having her look up all this stuff and he's having her. And I believe the watch is connected to her. And that's why he's so nervous about it because it will connect but his why would family. Kingpin want it? it has to be something that Kingpin wants. It has to be something that Kingpin. Well, because Kingpin. It seems Wait, like Kingpin why, wants why Ronan. Kingpin. Kingpin wants Kingpin Ronan. Kingpin can't want it because Kingpin had it. 
You're right. This has to be a trap particularly for Barton. For Barton. Because there's no reason for Kingpin to put this watch up at the auction. Exactly. Because you mentioned that it's the building that he bought at the end of Daredevil Season 3 where the auction is being held. Yes. He has the Ronin uniform there. He has all the He's going to know Barton might know about that. Yeah. And then he has the watch there. I think he is setting up a trap for Barton. That would make the most sense. This has to be a trap for Barton. But you look at, she knows who Kingpin is. He doesn't refer to him as Kingpin. He says the big guy. She knows exactly who he's talking about. Yeah. She has all this technological knowledge out all of a sudden. like He's mm-hmm. having her look up things and she's getting this information right back to him. They just seem like they were partners prior. Now, if you're having Nick Fury hiding her and the family, it would make sense that you would change her name. Because it's it's almost like you're putting her out in like witness protection. But in witness protection, do people stop referring to their husbands? Well, and here's wives? another thing. Here's another thing, though. It it is not out of the realm in the MCU where they use different names, real names for characters. What do you mean? Where like Laura. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's instead of Bobby. I know it's not canonical. Maybe that's just what her name is for this. Here's the problem. What's that? And I know how you feel about this, but it is a problem nonetheless. Bobby Morris already exists. I know in this we universe. talked about this. We talked about this. But we didn't talk about it on the show, so we okay. gotta talk about it on the show. The Agents of is, Shield. You can't just write off Agents of Shield like it's not happening. But that's what Marvel is doing. I don't know that they are. I I bet you a million dollars that's what Marvel's doing. I don't know, man. And and also, why this way? Why this backwards ass fumbling into it kind of like shit way mm-hmm. of like, oh, uh, the family didn't work, so uh, we got to retcon her to make her Bobby, even though Bobby Morris already exists as Mockingbird in this universe as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, okay, here's where I'll meet you in the middle. Maybe she's not Mockingbird, but she definitely was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I will happily take her yes. as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I will happily I take was her as just, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I, uh, I got that idea, yeah. and it didn't seem out of the realm of possibility to me. I got that idea off of a review of Hawkeye I was watching. The only reason I took it up as an issue was because I heard that it wasn't your idea, it was somebody else's. Yes. So I'm just sitting here like, but this is a dumb idea. Once again, what I see this show is is a course correction. Yeah. Them course correcting. And also, they can turn, once again, this into a West Coast Avenger TV show if she really is Mockingbird and the two of them... After all this, and they have to move, they have to get away, move to California, and open the West Coast Avengers. But why would they move if they have to get away from the life and then open an Avengers Academy? Because, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, like I said, I'm spitballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide, because once, because like I said, it's been bothering me that all of a sudden she's so knowledgeable of all this stuff. And they use her sparingly, which is nice. Because if they overutilized it, and they're making it seem, you know, it took a lot of thought on my part to really put this together because they they use her so sparingly yeah. that if you don't really think about it, it's it, like the scene she's in really wouldn't stand out. No. But when you think about it now, you're like, okay. I believe her as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I 100% There were some people also saying that they think she's a Skrull, which I don't think that's the case. Uh, That'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but th- I don't that's know. That's the thing. This is the thing is that whenever I say the term, that would be interesting. I can immediately tell you that Marvel won't do it yeah. because it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. And they don't do interesting. They do That's safe. true. 
They have never done interesting. They do interesting things that are safe, you know? And uh, it's kind of like comparing Mythbusters to actual explosives going off. That's true. It's fun and safe. So I just say I think she's going to have an interesting arc yes. in this story. I don't know that she's going to have an arc. I, I kind of buy that the watch has something to do with her history. Because um, why is he so... Because it, it's obviously important to him in one capacity yeah, or another. Like, it's almost as important to him now as the Ronin outfit was. Which, I we talked about this while we were watching the show, because mm. uh, we watched it right before we started recording. What the fuck did he do with the costume? The costume was this big fucking deal. It was the entire reason he was in town. And then after the fight, he's in a peacoat and a hoodie and a pair of jeans, and he's like holding his elbow, her shoulder, and he gets into the Uber... Where the fuck is the costume? He's not carrying it. It's not yeah, in a no, backpack. They, I don't it's not under his coat. Where the fuck is this? It should be under his coat. He should, Ninja Turtle style, have like a big trench coat that he's trying to cover this costume with. I'm wondering if it was just either a scene they never shot or if it was poor editing. But obviously some time passed from the end of the fight to that. So he either stashed it somewhere, he destroyed it, he did something with it. I don't think it's as obvious that it's a lot of time because it's like he rolls away and then we see Kate on the roof and Echo's like, okay, and she goes off and then Kate goes down and then it cuts to them in the alleyway. Yeah. It, it, it could be an hour, I suppose. It seems like it's five minutes. Well, I mean, you think about it. From her getting from the roof down, it's going to take 15, 20 minutes, wherever she is. No. To catch up to him from a rooftop. She didn't, like, zip line down, so she's going downstairs or going I lived, down. I lived in a six-floor walk-up. It doesn't take 20 minutes to get down the I'm just saying. The building. Let's say it takes her 10 minutes. Let's say 10 minutes. We'll be super generous to get to 10 him. minutes, yeah. It's very easily he could have stripped that off in 10 minutes, stashed it somewhere. But if it's so important, why? <laughs> it was in a locker that he had locked and put away in yeah. this gymnasium. Did he stash it in a trash can? Spider-Man's costume gets lifted five times a week. Yeah. What's... I don't know. Man, like, like come on. We're, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to find out yeah. what's with that in the final so episode. So, like, that, that's that's my only thing is that um, this show, well, very good. I don't want to seem like I'm coming down too hard on it. The show is very good. Um, there are moments where I just want to look at the writers and be like, okay, so you're telling me that this is really important, but at the same time, you're also telling me that this thing that's basically tied to it mm. needs to be completely ignored. So the snap is really important to Hawkeye's character, but it has nothing to do with what's going on with Kate. We're not going to mention it, and we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Why? I don't know. I, maybe we'll get there. Um, but like having uh, Clint need the costume he's gonna stay in town and miss christmas because he needs this costume mm -hmm. and then you just don't show us what he does with it that that won't do See, i'm dude. wondering if after the fight he did stash it and maya finds it then and that's how she becomes ronin i thought he was gonna give it to her i thought he was too that was my thought was that he was gonna but give that it to could her. be why he just like throws it yeah. And he's just like, I'm fucking done with this. Or maybe I don't he care tells her where anymore. to find it. Maybe he puts it somewhere yeah. tells her where to find now, it. Because now, I mean, the only reason he really wanted it back, I mean, he did want it to kind of hide his past, but also to, to protect Kate Bishop because everyone thought she was Ronan. Yeah. So now that he's like, I am Ronan to the number one person looking for Ronan, I could just see him just being like, fuck it, and just throwing it, and then she finds I mean, 
once again, I, I'm hoping they're going to discuss it. And that's the one negative with with TV shows compared to movies is the TV show you're like we gotta wait. You gotta wait to find out. Like if it was a movie and they answered it, we wouldn't be as upset about it. No, we would be angry about the answer, or we would be excited about the answer. Exactly. Exactly. A la Taskmaster. I couldn't stop thinking about Taskmaster I know, the entire time Yelena was on screen. I was like, Yelena's doing this great job, and Florence Pugh is doing this amazing acting, and all I can think about is how you're from the movie that botched Taskmaster. Anyway, we should talk about Christmas movies now. I know, I know. All right, folks. This, you know what? What I appreciate, though, is that we're, we're growing past the pesky one-hour mark. No. We like to do our shows a little longer we, now. We, we've left that in the dust We want now, you people baby. to enjoy this. All right, yeah. so we're going to continue. Uh, we have two more weeks left, this week and next week, yeah. to discuss our Christmas movies, which next week we're going to have to decide if we want to do a Christmas movie or if we want to talk about The Witcher 2. Oh my God! That because that comes out Friday. I no. Oh my God! Seventeenth. We have to figure out. How yeah, to, Friday. I think we have to figure out how to do. Spider Man, New Spider Man, Witcher Two, and more Christmas stuff. Well, and here's the thing with me not I I'm not going to see Spider Man. Oh, you're not. No. Oh. But I will go online and look up every plot device and. As if I saw it. So yeah. if you want to see and we'll talk about it, I'll be ready to talk about it. All right. Um, but I think we'll definitely have to talk about the final of Hawkeye, definitely. Oh, 100. We're going to have to talk about The Witcher. Yeah. And then maybe we'll talk about Spider-Man. Maybe it'll be a two-hour Christmas spectacular. Well, so here's the thing is that I've had to dodge fucking spoilers for days now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the avalanche is coming. But, like, literally the day after uh, they released the most recent trailer – they released character trailers for every bad guy yeah. with new footage. Yeah. And I was just like, you assholes. Because Marvel doesn't give a shit. They want to spoil assholes. everything. They like, want to spoil on. everything. And, and so I I didn't watch any of them, but yeah. I, I was bombarded with them, and I had to see TV spots of them, and I'm just sitting here like, you guys can't fucking you know, let me Let me talk it over with the wife. Yeah. Maybe I'll see if, like, Saturday or Sunday night, you want to go catch it? Because, like, I know that I have another friend who's coming in from out of town. I don't know when she's coming in from out of town exactly. So she also wanted to see it because she's a huge Spider-Man fan. And we went to see several of the Spider-Man movies together mm. in New York City. So, But she's from Buffalo, and she's coming home for the holidays. So we were going to check this one out. Well, if you when, when you go to see it, you let me know. Yeah. Because the only night I'm working is Friday. So you let me know, and I'll try to God help me. get I, a pass. I can't believe I'm going to have to plan this out of my life. I'm not sitting time. anywhere near you. I'm sitting like four rows back because I don't want to get punched. I, I, I don't even know. All right, so this potentially is our final Christmas spectacular, which we only went one week. So we're talking about a couple of weeks we're, of Christmas. We, we might do more Christmas. We might not. There's we'll so many nerd things in the world yeah, that it's tough of, to just really stick with one, which is good. We have a ton of content usually. You come up with a plan, and you say, this is a good plan, yeah. and then you start executing the plan, and it and turns out. Nature screws you. Yeah. Yeah. So turns out you forgot your shoes. This week in Nakatomi Plaza. That's mm-hmm. right, you do. So was was Fat Man the only one you were gonna talk about? Or were you I talk watched about Fat Man. One? I was also gonna talk about Die Hard, Die Hard. Okay. So let's let's talk about Die Hard 2 first. Yeah. Because then the final two are connected. Yeah. In an offhand way. We can do this real quick. I actually liked it a lot more the second time I watched it. It was fun, wasn't a it? A lot more the second time I it's watched a, it. It truly is a stupid action movie. Yeah. But it's fun. But it's good. It's it's a good stupid action movie. Did you Do you agree with me with the swearing? I didn't find it as pervasive as you oh thought. Oh, my God. I, I think, it, I think like, it might be just because I was so shocked the first time I saw it. Yeah. 
But there have been a lot worse since then. There's with, like, a South lot Park. of F-bombs, yeah. but, like, it's, it's like, a modern-day level of F-bomb, which, like, in 91 was a lot of F-bombs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even Reginald Val Johnson, I was like, oh, this makes sense now because he works in L.A. and all these other things. He had to get the fingerprints. Although, like, now there's an argument of, like, but then Die Hard 3 takes place in New York and he's a New York cop again. Like, I get it. Things fall out with Holly. And he goes, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But it's just funny to look at the arc of John McClane's life yeah. and be like, man, you tried real hard. He's a messed up life. You, you, you moved all the way to the West Coast and it still didn't work out. Yeah. So you just came back to the East. The, I, the one thing I really appreciate about – well, there's two things about Die Hard 2. It was the first movie after Terminator 2 that I saw. You see Robert Patrick. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And he had the same haircut he had as the TT. You <laughs> looked like he came off the set. Yes. It was the exact same. I was like, holy shit, it's Robert Patrick. What are you doing And it's here? only that brief glimpse. Yeah, I thought it was like one of his first roles because it was so and small. he does have that one speaking line. Yeah. Where, where does he say, you're, you're late for what? Your funeral or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something stupid. But... It has one of my favorite lines when it, when McLean is leaving. It says, "Hey, Carmine, what sets off the metal detectors first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your <laughs> brain?" I absolutely love that. That was one of my favorites. Oh my god, it was so good, and it was it was funny to see them do Die Hard, like as a more traditional story. Yes. Whereas like Die Hard is kind of a flip story. Where the protagonist of Die Hard is really Hans Gruber, and the antagonist is really John McClane, but the hero is reversed on that. Yeah. So, it's interesting to actually see John as a protagonist, mm-hmm. as opposed to an antagonist, who's like actively trying to get things done, moving around, and doing stuff. Not to say that he wasn't doing that, but he was doing it against the plot before, mm. and now he's doing it in service of the plot. I did genuinely like it a lot more. It's enjoyable, isn't it? I thought that it was really interesting, the the way that they tie in, like, the, the ex-military aspect of it, and then you have the, the spoilers, the reveal that the military guys that have been there have actually been on their side the mm-hmm. whole time, and the finale was like, okay, because it's mostly just him on a wing. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't. The end of Nakatomi Plaza. It wasn't no, Hans yeah, Gruber falling. Um, and the the moment where he lights the, the gas in the snow, I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, but no. No. And then the fire shoots up shoots into the up. air. Yeah, no. no. So like, like, there's that scene, and then there's the grenades in the plane. The grenades take like 20 seconds oh to go Oh my god, he like off. stares at them, and yeah. then they cut back and forth. like, <gasps> And then like more keep coming in, and he's like, John, go! It's time. Like, and then they see him parachute out, and they don't go to shoot no, him. They don't do anything about no. it. I'm like, how do you not shoot him after that? Is uh, it has its moments. It has its moments. It's very stupid, but it's yes. fun stupid. And it has John McClane smoking in an airport. Yeah. So like, you can't be angry about it because John McClane is like one and of my favorite. Since characters. I've gotten married. I can't tell you how many times I want to say to a woman, just the facts, man. Just yeah. the facts. And flick my ring. I love. Oh, my God. That moment is so yeah. fucking good. Oh, I was so impressed. I was so impressed going back to Die Hard. Die Harder is a terrible name. And Die Hard 2, not much better. But they got it right eventually. Yes. I think one of the reasons why I liked it so much from the start is I know you probably didn't watch the show NYPD Blue. No, but I know the guy. Dennis yeah. Franz. Yeah. Played Sipowitz. NYPD Blue was like the biggest show when it came out because it was the first show that showed nudity and and had swearing. And it was awesome. And it was like a really gritty police show. And so having him in Die Hard, you're like, oh my God. And then him throwing F-bombs 
like he's saying, what if or then? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like amazing. And he went toe to toe with McLean. Oh, absolutely. You want to talk he did. about having an antagonist? He's kind of the the the. He's a better version of the dumb know nothing cops from the yes, first one. Exactly. Where he's just busy, <laughs> and he doesn't necessarily yeah. really buy that this is happening. And even as it's happening, he's like, "Okay, but what are we gonna do?" Yeah. And then things just keep getting worse and worse and worse. And meanwhile, he's just angry about how they're getting worse he's not really providing answers but he ends up being the good guy in the end yeah. and it's like all right he's hey. just a busy asshole yeah that's all he is yeah no so, i loved it i absolutely I, loved it I, I i'm glad you rewatched it, it and you because once again it's not a great movie it's, it's just not, a fun movie it's just a fun movie and they amp the violence up like when he stabs the dude in the eye with a yeah. icicle and everything you're like holy holy crap. shit they that really was jacked. funny to me because like that scene. <laughs> so he goes, he's with the, the, the guy, the radio control guy yes. from the tower. And he goes, he runs up to the house to kind of like look and see if they're there. And he immediately gets seen and he kills the guy that sees him. And then he runs back to the other yeah. guy. And I was like, what are you doing? You had a job to do. What, are you, what was the point of killing that guy? Why yeah. did you run out there? That's one thing I appreciate about the Die Hard movies though is – the reason why he ran back is he was out of breath and he was exhausted. No, <laughs> but it's point. like You're right. in an action movie, that's what I love about him in these movies is he's he really is the everyman. And it's like after you get in a big fight like that, you're going to be beat. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is maybe fight more guys. Yeah. So he ran back. He's like, <sighs> I'm done. Like he was exhausted from the fight. It's like. Okay, that's kind of cool. I also love that he keeps talking about how he's in vents yes. on Christmas Eve. Again. I'm in another goddamn thing. <laughs> it's so good. And how all the bad guys at the end are wearing white. And I yeah. love when they do that in movies. It's like, yeah. oh my god. They they must have such a high amount of blood and squibs where they're like, we just need to make everyone in white. I, I did want at some point earlier on in the story, I guess I guess it wouldn't have happened naturally, but like the fact that taped um gun barrels to signify live or yeah. Um, well, the um, the the magazines. The magazines, yes, yes, yes. The blue yes. and red. Um, I was like, is no one going to talk? Because like, I literally got to that scene. I was like, is no one going to talk about the stupid magazines that keep changing out? And and so I was like, oh, they're blanks. They're blanks. I got it. Yeah. Okay. No, but I, I'm so happy you watched that movie. <laughs> oh, it's fun. So Die Hard 2, Die Harder, folks. If you want a fun, just brain, shut your brain off action movie, that's a great one for the holidays. Die Harder white out no what's yeah. a better name for it there's got to be a better name for it die harder at the airport die hard airport fly hard fly hard <laughs> i don't know if they would ever do that all right so going on to okay we're gonna talk about scrooged which mm-hmm. is my choice originally it was fat man yes which is a movie that came out a couple years ago with um or was it was either last, last year, or before. year was last year with mel gibson and um walton goggins walton goggins um, the, that movie is Santa Claus. Well, well you'll talk about that movie. I'll, yeah. I'm talking about Scrooge and I'll tell how it's connected in my eyes and then you can go into Fat Man. Sure. So Scrooge, 1988 movie, Bill Murray, classic, Karen Allen, um, Bobcat Goldwith, Carol Kane, just Robert Mitchum, all these great actors are in it. I actually saw this movie in the theater, mm. which makes the ending... Truly better because if you remember at the end, he's talking to the theater, this side of the theater saying, this side, to, and it's like when you're actually in the theater, it makes it yeah, so much better. It's a much more special. Movie. Um, great movie. 
take on um, Charles Dickens Scrooge. It's Bill Murray is a super rich executive, works for a TV station. He wants to do a live, over-commercialized version of A Christmas Carol um, on Christmas Day. And everyone's like, oh, that's just you're trying to get money, but he doesn't care. And then throughout the movie, he sees the ghost of, you know, his former boss is the, is his Marley character. And then he sees the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, and it follows the whole thing. Great movie. Really funny. Really touching. It has some great moments. The scene where actually is the ghost of Christmas past, um, and they take him back to see his old house and his mother. Is that the taxi driver or is that the present? The taxi driver. Yeah. The taxi driver is... Um, he was actually uh, David Johansson, ah. and he is uh, Buster Pointexter, which is a, a singer. Um, oh, what's that song? That famous song. You know the rocking, you know the feeling hot, hot, hot. He's the one oh, that sang yeah. that. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was also an actor. He was also in the movie Let It Ride with um, uh, Richard Dreyfuss, a, a horse racing movie, which is ah. actually really funny. Um, the guy that plays his dad is actually his brother, Brian oh, really? Doyle Murray. So that's kind of neat. And his his younger brother plays his brother in the present. So like he has both, two of his brothers are actually in that movie, which is kind of great. The part that connects it to Fat Man. Yes. In the beginning, he's going over all these advertisements. And one of the commercials is Lee Majors, the $6 million man, who is a commando who has to go to the North Pole because Santa Claus and the elves are under attack. And Santa and the elves take get guns and they start shooting and fighting. And like there's all this violence and stuff exploding. And when I saw Fat Man, I was like, holy crap, they made the live action version yeah. of that commercial. Yeah. And that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Yeah. And so, what was Fat Man about, so, Mr. Ale? Fat Man is... <laughs> ooh, Fat Man. Fat Man is about Santa Claus. He's a very real entity yes. in-universe, very well-known. Um, every child who gets a toy has it stamped for the North Pole. Um, and uh, he is a grisly, gruff old dude, but he has a heart of gold and has... A lot of trouble with money right now because there's too many bad kids in the world. And one of those bad kids hires an assassin to kill Santa Claus. And why does he hire the assassin? He hires the assassin because he gets a lump of coal. That's right, he does. And uh, it's it's a fascinating movie because it, it plays like an action movie, but it paces more like a comedy. It's like, I think there's only one big action sequence in the, the entire ending. thing. The all, every other moment that's like an mm. action moment is like Walton Goggins shooting somebody while on the phone with somebody else, mm. or like carrying out some job, or mm. like kidnapping the girl that wins the science fair. At one point, the the character, the the child we meet, is shown to be a monster very quickly and early on, and uh, he is also way too awarded. There's a lot of kind of pseudo-conservative vibes in this. Yeah, and there I were, noticed that. There were a lot of moments where I was like, okay, so the military is saving Santa Claus by giving him a military contract. contract. Okay. So that the youth are terrible, almost reprehensible across the board. And uh, this kid is 
overindulged and he has a million blue ribbons and the one time he loses he hires an assassin to mm. terrorize the girl who beat him into admitting that she cheated even though she didn't so he could get the blue ribbon yeah and it's just like it it was a little overplayed at times they went back to it a few too many times mm. for my taste because i was much more interested in santa and his issues yes like the the military stuff notwithstanding i think that it was interesting to see the military not be villainous or undermining in any way yes this is a very altruistic version of the military who just kind of look around they're like oh i like this i like how you run your business this is really good maybe we can make it better and i'm just like i've never seen this military in a, a movie before where they're just like oh we're here to help i i did find it funny that all the soldiers are completely useless by the end yes they just get wiped out <laughs> just like they're not even there um but yeah i found all the north pole stuff really engaging but there wasn't enough of it. I agree there with you. There wasn't on that. enough of it. Not like, nearly enough of it. Him and his wife are great. They have this great chemistry. And how many people do you think got so pissed that his wife was black in the movie? She was so good. Oh my. And she was awesome. She's and I love uh, CCH Pounder. Is that her name? Uh, no. Let me look up her name because I have it right here. Uh, I know that her actress. Her name is Marianne John Baptiste. Marianne John Baptiste. Thank you. She was great. She's amazing. She was amazing. She was so good. She was the secret sauce of this movie. I think without her, this movie becomes very plotting. Yeah. And annoying. And without, like, she is this backbone that helps make Mel Gibson's Chris Kringle more redeeming and mm. more interesting and more um, uh, charismatic to mm. us. We, we don't really hate him and it's a lot easier not to hate mel gibson when he's acting against this woman who really pulls off that he is this great guy yeah and i that was my one deep conflict with the movie is that i don't like this mel gibson guy um he was so everything when i was growing up but i will still always remember that you know mid-2000s leaked racist yeah and you know how long is enough punishment for these crimes i don't know we don't have a we don't have a rule book mm. on that this is society does he get to come back i guess so because he's back do i feel okay about that i don't know i kind of go back and forth was he really good in this movie he was really good oh, in this awesome. movie he's a great actor he's bonkers good yeah <laughs> that's the thing is that the so spoilers uh the the last scene where they kill each other no well after that I I was shocked. I was watching this while on the treadmill, mm. and my mouth fell open when they shot Santa in the head. I was like, "No fucking way!" Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's immortal. Yeah, yeah. The when he comes back and he visits the shithead kid after killing his assassin, which is a great scene. That's a great scene. That fight at the That's end so is so violent. Holy shit! It's so violent. That fight at the end is so good. Yeah. And that contraption that Walton Goggins has mm. earlier on in the movie, you're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then it comes in, you're like, that's really clever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy, really clever that no one in any movie before this has ever thought to do that. Mm -hmm. That's clever. Um, but when Santa's talking to the little shithead kid and he just has that moment of, you get one warning, you get the lump of coal, and then you get one warning. You do anything after this, this whole thing turns the other way, baby. And... What does he say? He says, I'll rip you from your blanket. And it's like, oh. and it's Mel Gibson. So you're like, dude's going to fucking kill you, man. 
Yeah. Braveheart's going to come kill you in your sleep. Right? And it's just like, I really like this movie, and I didn't think I was going to. Uh, The the fact that Walton Goggins has this hamster that keeps coming back into the plot. Mm -hmm. Again, there was a lot of stuff happening with Walton Goggins, and I like his dynamic, you know, because, like, the, the whole thing with him is that he was in an abusive house growing mm. up and he collects other people's gifts from Santa. And uh, he has this whole obsession with Santa and you're like, what, mm. happened? what happened? And you keep on thinking that he got a lump of coal as a kid and it's like, no, he asked Santa to take him away from his home and Santa didn't do that. So he hates Santa. Oh, that's really interesting. That is really interesting. That's, that's really interesting. <laughs> and that's what's great about this movie is it really is an indie. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it has it's all super those... super low budget. Super low budget. You have one shot of the sleigh and it's in the barn. Yeah. You have a reindeer. You have... I think they rented a reindeer. Yeah. And then they had like reindeer horns or something on the other side of a fence because you never see the reindeer on the other side of the fence. Mm. You just see the one. And it's so low budget and that is to its credit. Yeah. I think that that makes no, it the was movie fantastic. better. It was absolutely fantastic. Santa just drives around in a red truck and pops cassettes and eats cookies. I, the little things. Santa's superpowers were really good. Yeah. I'm just saying the fact that he can look at you and identify everything about you at a glance also has super strength and is has some level of healing factor. He's not going to regrow the eye, but yeah. he has some level of healing factor. Who knows? He might someday. You never even know. So, like... Now he has a badass eye patch. It's like, have you ever seen Rise of the Guardians? Yes. Another one of those stories where you're like, oh, a tough Santa. And then you watch and you're like, I kind of love this. Yeah, it's kind of badass. I didn't think I was going to love this, but I kind of love this. So, I, you know, Fat Man surprised me hard. I, I told you. I ended up really, really liking it. It's one of those. There are so many of those hidden gems that just, the premise sounds so out there. Yeah. Like Bubba Hotep. Yeah. So out there. But then you watch it and you're like, holy crap, that was actually really yeah, good. that's really, really good. Which should show, you know, once again, all these major studios that don't want to take chances. It's like if you if you can find the right story and not blow a ton of money and take a chance, you can make a movie like this. Yeah. I loved that one of the things that came up was that the elves do eat a lot of sugar. Yes. And the army guy is just looking at him and he's like, you should not eat just sugar. You should eat other things you'll probably grow if you eat other things and the elves are just like no this is how we get everything done is that we're essentially on a sugar high the entire time and then they crash for 20 minutes and then they go back on the sugar high yeah that was so (laughs) awesome it's just like i kind of love this i don't i kind of love it it really it's one of those ones that every year it's going to be like i gotta watch a holiday movie and when you're done watching all the touchy-feely ones you're like and god damn if that costume at the end isn't a fucking great santa costume mm. he's not wearing it the entire movie he just has like a car yeah, you never see it coat. at all but like when he comes in full costume red coat hood up big hat ah it's so good and you're just like dude and the one thing i give mel gibson that son of a bitch can grow one hell of a beard. A hell of a beard. A hell of a beard. That's a fucking beard. He grows a mean beard, that man. That is a beard. Like, I, I have, on occasion, been been genuinely jealous of mm-hmm. other men's beards. Chris Evans, Michael Fassbender. Mel Gibson has he a hell of a beard. beard man. He's, he's no Bill Murray. No. But well, it's a hell of a beard. I don't know. I would still put him up there. Bill he's Murray, up there. when he had the big mustache... 
Yeah, well, that that's was, that was pretty awesome. Was but pretty I mean, great. like for a Santa beard, there's yeah. not many that can pull it off. Oh like no, you're right about that. Yeah. And which is funny because I remember seeing interviews with him a few years ago when he had that beard. I'm like, how does he have that this? beard? Yeah, it's yeah. He was making that movie and yeah. no one knew. Yeah, when he was doing his Oscar run a few years ago. Oh yeah, for, for um, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, that's right. And he had that beard. And then they shaved it on some talk show. I want to say it was or that something. That's right. Yeah, I wanted. I can't remember exactly yeah. what. So. That's Fat Man and Scrooge, folks. Fat Man and Scrooge. That's our holiday movie, and that's episode 33. That's episode 33. A huge episode 33. We're at almost an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I got just about an hour and a half. So, once but again, folks, thank you for listening. It's a, it's a very... I, I actually am going to go back and re-listen this a couple times, because I think this the meat of this, especially the Hawkeye talk and the Spider-Man and all the diatribes <laughs> we went on... The tangents? The tangents were incredible. These were like... 30-minute tangents. They were yeah. some of the best we've this ever is, done. This is tangents. The, yeah. Uh, what is it? 22 short tangents about Springfield. Yeah. That's that's what this was. And that's what you can say. You cannot say about this podcast, folks, is that there's any dead time. No. There is no dead <laughs> there's time. There's no dead air here. Al and I have so much crap to talk about. <laughs> and once again, it's also because we're such good friends and we only really talk once a week. Yeah. So for us, not only is this for your entertainment, it's for our own entertainment to talk to one another. We so. didn't even get to talk about how they dug up my front lawn this week. Oh, I, we'll talk about that next. No, I no, we don't have time to talk. No, I'm already setting time aside for next week's episode because we're gonna have so much to talk about. Yeah. Once again, definitely Hawkeye season finale. Potentially, depending if we see Spider Man or not, Witcher two one through six. I believe they're dropping the first six episodes, which is nuts. So we would have to decide if we want to talk about maybe just like an episode a week or if we want to just watch them all. And Well, it, what's going to end up happening is that I'm going to tell Kelly this and we're going to end up watching. That's going to be our Saturday next week because we're just going to watch all of them. Yeah. And so we can probably do weekly if we wanted to and I'll rewatch them. A lot of it's going to be times if we see Spider-Man or not because I think the Hawkeye season finale is going to take at least 40 minutes to talk about. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so we'll have to play it by ear on that. Yeah. But thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, once again, my name is Steve Taylor. You can find me at staylorbooks.com. My name is Alfred Judson. You can find me at judsonstudio.org under the Bronx Division tab. And you can find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 33 episodes in. Go back and listen to the other episodes. They are pure gold, just like this one. And we thank you, and we love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good night, friends and enemies. <laughs>